you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live in New York City. It's Tuesday, April 4th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Gregor, Sean O'Hara, all friends at the breakfast table yep. today. 23 days mm. to the opening of the 2023 NFL Draft in Kansas City. Of course, we were just talking about mock drafts. There is a difference of opinion, right? Like if you want to commit to your own mock draft or you just want to rank prospects and then see how they fit with teams. Peter, where do you fall on the scale of how you I mock? I have a whole treatise. Um, I do two mock drafts. I contend that they're the most accurate mock drafts yeah. in the entire industry. Every year they are. Um, and I don't do it based on what I think at all. I don't scout. I don't have an eye for it. I don't know the difference between a 3-4 scheme and sometimes a 4-3. I talk to everyone, mm. and I try to give the most informed mock draft. So that's where I stand mm-hmm. on it. Um, but where the people at home want to put a mock draft together, I'll read all of it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think mock drafts are great. And there are cynics around the mock draft sure. world. Kyle, we have talked about this for years. Mm-hmm. Why? Everyone, just enjoy. This is fun. This is what it's all about. We're all for the mock drafts. If you've got a mock draft, we'd like to see it. It's just probably not going to be right. <laughs> Kyle, if one was to represent the cynical voice, what do they say about the mock draft? I would never You're do that. You're not a cynic on yeah. it. No, There's I, I a lot out there who are like, oh, mock drafts. No, listen, they're, they're, I love power rankings. I love uh, grades, draft grades. I love all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. the stuff of what we do here. It's, it's our breakfast cereal. I love I, it. No yeah. joke. When I was a nine-year-old mm-hmm. in Freehold, New Jersey in 19... 19- I was doing a mock draft. So to be doing it professionally is mm-hmm. an ultimate dream. And yet, I'll tell you, some of that stuff, like, I'm not the only one. People <laughs> love mock drafts. Peter, I heard you mock Steve Entman number one overall. Isn't I had King Coria. I, I, I had King yeah. Coria. Big Daddy Williamson, <laughs> yeah. too? That's it. Oh, that's Take a run with the Washington Husky. Uh, mock is, drafts are great because they're all about hope. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yes. Hope for yeah, every hope. team for and the, player and excitement. Right, for the team and for the prospects. It is fun to do the overlay of talented prospects and how they make a team better. So let's look at one team in particular and how right. they can get better. Mm. Top of the lead block. Lead lead block. A look at the 49ers' current quarterbacks is Brock Purdy. Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. That's the quarterback room in the Bay Area. So um, there is uncertainty there with the health and the future and all the things uh, for that room. But Brock Purdy, especially, he's on a three-month rehab timeline. Do the 49ers – I'm going to change the wording of this question. Do the 49ers still – should they still be considered favorites in the NFC? Not can they. Of course, Mm -hmm. they can be Mm -hmm. if they want to. But should one still consider the 49ers the favorites in the NFC? (sighs) AFC, no. NFC, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of the Eagles and the Cowboys. Who are the dogs? Who, who are those teams? Like, mm-hmm. Rodgers is not going to be in the NFC, from what we expect. Tom Brady is no longer in the NFC. Um, the NFC South is a complete wild card. The NFC West, we have three teams 
in in the 49ers and the Seahawks and the Cardinals who last year, you know, were all over the map and then the Seahawks finished strong but had that lull in the middle and then the Rams were completely like you look around I, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And you do you want to do you want to hear do you want to hear the the DraftKings odds right now? The NFC, like the favorites. Yeah. This is this is right now. Eagles won. Yep. 49ers are right there with them. Yeah, two, they're right, right there with right them. There. Cowboys, Lions, yep. and a massive drop off. Vikings, Saints. Saints. Yeah, they're interesting, right? I asked for McCaffrey footage when we were, when I was told we were talking about the Niners because yeah. I think McCaffrey was just getting going. And mm. and the thing with McCaffrey is that he got there midway through the season. He was learning the playbook. He was asked to do a ton. And I, I don't think Niners fans need to see it, but holy moly, could a game have gone more wrong than that NFC Championship game? Yeah. I think, looking back, and I'm a Fox employee, so I think you try to sell everything. And say, I think it might have been the worst football game ever played for a team. It's the worst thing to ever happen to have not only your starter go down, your backup go down. There was a moment there where they were talking about, can Brock Purdy throw with his left hand in this game, or can Christian McCaffrey do enough? And then they had a wide receiver, Juwan Jennings or Juwan Johnson, I'm going by, who played in high school, and they're like, he might be able to go in as an emergency if we need. Um, the Eagles, they did that. That was a, a wonderful play by Hassan Reddick. He knocked out Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, if you're the 49ers, like, give us another chance at that. And just because their quarterback room doesn't have an, uh, a six-time All-Pro or a future Hall of Famer, I think the NFC is so wide open this year that they have enough strength at other positions they can contend. Even with Sam Darnold at quarterback, mm-hmm. I think they can contend. So, yes, I would say they should be considered amongst the favorites in the NFC. And I don't see a massive drop-off, um, even if it's Lance with a question mark and Purdy coming mm-hmm. in midway or Stan Darnold. Their team is loaded everywhere else, and they've got one of the best coaching staffs in football. Mm-hmm. That's my treatise on the 49ers. I like it. You Well thought out. I love the coaching staff shout-out right there. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, think about the games he's won with backup quarterbacks every single year. It seems like he's pulling out Nick Mullins and you know Brock Purdy. They haven't had a quarterback play every single game since 2019. And I think when you look at these 49ers team, look, they, you mentioned the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys, yeah. right? Who knows what that game would have been like if Purdy doesn't get hurt in, early on against the Eagles. This team is so physical, and I think the defense is really what sets them apart and why they are a favorite in the NFC. They had the best defense in the league last year, and guess what? They got better. They went and added Javon Hargrave. I mean, this is scary right now to look at this defensive line and what they did to the offenses last year, and now to add this monster inside – Look, Aaron Donald is in a special category all his own, all right? If that's category A, this might be, you know, A- minus or B-plus right here. I, I think when you look at Hargrave, what he's able to do in between the tackles, pushing that pocket with Bosa on the edge, it's scary. If I'm an offensive lineman in the NFC West, which Arizona Cardinals don't seem to have any right now, uh, th- this is going to keep you up at night watching film. And we can talk about the offense um, and what they're going to do at quarterback, but right now they're a favorite in the NFC because of this defense. I don't consider favorites to be a viable plural world word. It's favorite. Mm. There's mm-hmm. no favorites. Who's the favorite? It's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. Yep. Because, yes, the quarterback did get hurt for the Niners. The Eagles hung 30-plus points on the best defense in the league. They pushed them around yeah. like they did, and I don't know if they're getting better than that. The 49ers are maybe the most intriguing team in the whole league. It's this beautiful, beautiful car, this Aston Martin, and they just can't get anybody to drive it, anybody. To end that game, Peter, you're talking about, Bryperty comes back in and is throwing with his throwing hand, but only like little push screen passes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. At the Pro Bowl, I sat there on the field talking to Juszczyk and Kittle a few days after that game. Those guys were glassy-eyed. They were dazed from that game. And I was like, 
guys, what the hell? That was the strangest game I've ever seen. And they're like, I know. It was just, it was so weird. I spoke to John Lynch at the Combine. Same glassy-eyed look. Same glassy-eyed look. Yeah, you you start to wonder, what if? I know. Because the what if of it is, on that Niners first drive, they were cooking. They go right down the field. McCaffrey looks like a Michael Jordan or something. Like, there was the crazy catch and just... They were, they was like, okay, we're going to have, we, we waited for this game for two months. Yep. We knew the Niners and Eagles were the best team in the NFC. They were by far. We got it. The Niners showed up. McCaffrey's amazing. Purdy's doing all. And then just like, it was like the, the, the tape got caught. Like, it, you know, like you could, the game wasn't playing. There was, a, it was, it was caught in the projector and we couldn't even see the rest of the game. And I don't blame the Eagles for it. I congratulate them for it. But I mean, the Niners didn't really lose, like n- not in a pure traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Thank it was strange. We should have, it, if this was a boxing match, it was like, or a UFC fight, you're like, you need the rematch now. You need the rematch because right. Conor McGregor broke his, broke his leg and we right. got to get, get him healed and we got to get him back. So I think they're, but the problem is for me to say, yes, they're the number two team. What are we getting back from Purdy? Lance is the most mysterious player in this league, not named Jordan Love by far. <laughs> and what are we getting from Purdy? When? When? And when? And even like, even if he does come back, is he just going to pick right up this Disney movie that he was before? Was that a special Jeremy Lin type run? Or is he like, no, I actually am the natural? I just don't know. And I don't know if the defense is going to play that well. They lost their coordinator. Like, there's tough times right now for the Niners. They really are. And I, I, don't, I don't see any reason why the Eagles aren't going to be really good next year. I just don't. So the favorite. No, the Niners are always a player, but they're not the favorite. Yeah, I'm going to hang with the Eagles, too. Yeah. I look at more, we were talking about the Bills yesterday and just how much teams, are, they fall victim to the window that they're in. Um, the 49ers are in a very specific window that I think is closing if they don't get this quarterback situation figured out because they have an unbelievable defense under lockdown. Their running back situation is great. Their pass catchers are great. Mm-hmm. But how do you push yourself over the edge? The NFC, not a lot has changed. Javon Hargrave goes from the Eagles to the 49ers, but... The Cowboys have stayed the same. The Eagles have retained a lot of talent. Everything is holding serve on the NFC side. So to me, in the NFC, the difference is going to be how these teams draft. How are you going to make yourself better in any point where that is your different figure? We know the power players in the AFC. There isn't a lot, I think, that the Bills, the Chiefs, or the Bengals can do to make themselves, oh, my God, look at what they did in the draft. We know know how that's going to play out. How is a team on the NFC side of things going to separate themselves with some of the young talent that's in this draft? And I think that might be the difference maker come next season is who's going to have the best rookie class. You know, during the draft last year, the Eagles are sitting there with two first-round picks, and they made a big swing move. They traded for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the biggest moves made all last offseason. We saw not only immediate dividends, but long-term dividends. A.J. Brown was a beast for them all season. I look at these teams, and it's like, who's going to make the move on draft? It doesn't have to be a pick. It could be yeah. a trade for an acquisition. Who's going to get DeAndre Hopkins? Who's going to sign Odell Beckham? Who's going to make these? Like, there's still players out there that will be on the move. And it's the 49ers, historically, were not that team. They were always holding back. They didn't go for Antonio Brown. They didn't go for Odell Beckham. Then last year, they were like, all right, let's go for Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Like, I think McCaffrey awesome. is, is an all-world talent. Um, do they have another trick in their bag? Because they can add to the roster. But I just... To your point, like those three, those three faces behind you, Jamie, Brock yeah. Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam oh, Darnold. Do I see one of them starting a quarter uh, Super Bowl this season? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's crazy to me about 
the situation the 49ers find themselves in as it pertains to the quarterbacks is that last year with the Eagles, like, you felt like, wow, they're missing the piece. They're missing the wide receiver, and they can go out and get it. They have pieces here. They have two quarterbacks, one that you mostly know what's going on, but you don't know his health. The middle one, no clue, but you expect a lot, and we're not sure what's happening on the right there. Yeah. So they have pieces. You just don't know the answer, and it's kind of what's the lesser of two evils, not having a skill position where you can go out and trade for it like an A.J. Brown last season on draft weekend or having them in your building and not knowing what the future holds for any of these guys. It's true, but I think it's revisionist on the Eagles. We didn't know what Jalen Hurts had last year. Going into that season, he was a huge question mark, and it turned out that he was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, look, if Trey Lance does any sort of appropriation at all, approximation, rather, of, of, of Jalen Hurts, if he's good, he's like, wow, Lance is actually really good, then maybe they got something. But the Eagles didn't just have it all made when they started the season. He stepped up. Trey Lance, fully healthy? Are we? Are, is that the what we're operating off of right now? He's not fully, no. So he said, like, they, at the, there was a quote that he was back. He's not 100% back, but the expectation is week one, or at least training camp, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be 49ers fine. do not have a first-round pick, correct? No, they don't. They and the Eagles have two, which is interesting. Yeah, Eagles are loaded. How, how is that? Because they were smart. Here, here, okay, so I was talking about veterans, and there was a, you know, I check all these rumors and stuff, and, people, and I check, and it's like, oh, I don't know. Um, Shanahan long history with Kirk Cousins just throwing it out there mm-hmm. and they say whatever next year's first round pick for mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins does that put them over the top if the 49ers add Kirk Cousins at the draft or something like Cousins to the Niners does that give you suddenly this the, I, yeah, I'm talking really look we're in April you could throw out anything but it just it, it doesn't is Kirk Cousins immediately get hurt the second he becomes a 49er? They've had some good quarterbacks. Jimmy was good. Yeah. You know, Purdy was good. I, 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 yes, of course. If Kirk Cousins was on the Niners, they'd win a ton of games. They'd win a ton of games with a lot of guys. They keep getting hurt. It's mm-hmm. not that they don't have good players. They just break. Hmm. Hmm. Don't I, I'm going to bite my tongue on Kirk Cousins. Don't bite your tongue. Anywhere. Go. What do you no, got? No, no. You already heard my pitch on <laughs> I know. Kirk Cousins. It was good. Yeah, and... and but, but this, is, this is more about what the 49ers should do, not what Kirk Cousins should okay. do. Would that be an earth-shattering move if they traded yes. for Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yes, it would. Oh, does yes. that make for the 49ers the favorite? Yes. <laughs> does it? That's a great question. You had, you had Kirk Cousins. Are they the favorite? I think it would. I think it would, too. Oh, there was well, pause. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's still the Eagles, guys. It's still the Eagles. They hung 31 points you, in that. You just can't take the minivan. Line. No, it's, it's, it's the Eagles. But the Niners are like, that'd be, they'd be legit. You should do it. But if it, if but if it gave you pause for Kirk Cousins, is it because it changes the way it, Kirk Cousins can advance that offense in a way that you're just not sure the, these other quarterbacks No, they'll would? be great. The, the Kirk Cousins 49ers are an excellent team. The Eagles are just better. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. One of the players who will have his name called very early is from Ohio State, their offensive tackle. Harris Johnson, he's got really, really quick feet. Johnson Jr. He can really get out there and run. Get out of your stance quick. Come back down. That's really pretty. 
Oh, that's really gritty. I love it. All right, time now for Next Gen Chats, okay. where we try to learn as much as we can about the next generation headed to the NFL in just four questions. All right, next guest was a five-star prospect. He's protected Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, and he's one of the top offensive linemen in this year's draft. Please welcome to the breakfast table from the Ohio State University NFL draft prospect, Paris Johnson, Yo. Jr. Paris, how you doing? Good morning, my man. What's up, guys? Good morning. All right. Great to see you, my man. Uh, Buckeye here at the table. Listen, you've done it all at Ohio State. You played right guard. You moved out to left tackle. Three seasons as a Buckeye and just three sacks. That's amazing. 900 pass plays. You're a projected first rounder. Uh, We've been talking about you uh, for the last couple months. And I got to ask you, why should you be the first offensive lineman taken in this year's draft? I know I should be the first one off the board um, just because the physicality is that of display. Um, to be honest, I don't think that, there, that there's another guy in the class that finishes the way I do and they play with the same kind of strain on the back end of blocks. And I think I also, you know, the, the, the technique part, you know, is something I've been trying to, to work on. But I think the finish and the physicality and athleticism and speed I play with is, is not compared to that. Paris, as a freshman, you played guard and you blocked for Justin Fields. Last year, you started at left tackle and you watched C.J. Stroud's blindside. When you go from guard in one type of quarterback to tackle with another kind of quarterback and have success with both, what did those two different experiences do for you and what does that do to help you rise above some of the other competition in the draft? Uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I think I've played with the two best quarterbacks in the country. By far, and I think just being able to um, play in, in an elite offense like that, it just makes playing offensive line fun and you play harder just knowing that you got a guy back there who can make every play. So I think just being able to have an experience with both of those guys in the two different positions just helps, you know. Yeah, we're sitting there watching Justin Fields and you under the confetti right now. It is really cool. It helps a lot, man. Also, having great tape does. Now, everybody's seen you in college. I A lot of people have seen you in high school, too. Here's the reason why. Princeton High School in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Vikings, 2019, there was the viral video of your best high school plays. It's got millions of views, and it showed your domination. Even Hall of Famers will say Friday Night Lights are their favorite times ever, high school football. What's it like to watch this and look back on your time in high school, dude? (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) No helmet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny to watch. You know, I mean... In that game, again, I feel like in high school, the one thing I prided myself on was just the way I finished guys and the physicality I, I played with. You know, I, I, I wanted people to always remember what it's like to go against me, you know, because in high school, there's a lot of guys that know I got the scholarship offers and they, they want to be the next one to use me as an opportunity. And I want to make sure that the opportunity was never there. So that's what I took pride in. That's awesome. Yeah, Paris, your, your tape is legendary. Your skills are very obvious, but you're creating a legacy off the field as well. You and your mother, when you were in high school, this is incredible awareness to do something like this, you founded the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation as a high schooler. T- t- what drew you to this? How do you help people in your community? Yeah, um, yeah so um, for me personally, um, my mom, she... Um, grew me. I mean, the way she raised me was to be able to give back and to love doing that. Um, 
So I have two pillars of my foundation. One that deals with veterans who are homeless, a disabled, and the other one is for young athletes um, who need like equipment or money for camps and things like that. Um, braces and cleats. Because, you know, my mom, she sacrificed a lot for me to get here. But there's a lot of moms out there and dads out there who don't even have the opportunity to make a sacrifice. So for me to be able to pass back the game, I pass back the right, like the right way to help the, the next you know, the generation of guys who are, who are coming up, I think is awesome. Because there are people like Willie Anderson, for example, who helped me out um, to, to get to this point. So anyway, I can be able to pass that back. Love for the game to the, the next people is, is awesome. So Willie Anderson, a legendary Cincinnati Bengal. Can we follow up with that? How, how did he make an impact on your life when you were a youth? We love these stories. Yeah. So um, I was 15 years old. And um, at the time I was a defense lineman. I, I was on the wrestling team and I get called in by my head coach and he's like, Paris, you're a tackle. And so I was okay. So um, I asked him if I can get some help, and he told me that, unfortunately, because, you know, with the rules in Ohio, we can't really do anything as a team like that until August. So and that's pretty much right before the season. So, you know, I was kind of in a panic. So I'm walking around the mall, and I meet an old family friend, and he says he, like, knows a guy who could help me out. And everybody says they, they know a guy. But um, he didn't give me the name <laughs> or anything. So the, the next day, I got in a car with him. He drove to Atlanta. Turned out it was Willie Anderson. And um, the first day with him was so hard. I, I didn't know offensive line had technique at all. I thought they just uh, grunted and played. I didn't know that there was form. Um, but um, for me, I remember like right after my first day, I'm sitting underneath a tree. I'm in Georgia's hot. And I'm like, man, like, this is hard. And he walked up to me and he was like, hey, what grade are you going into? And I'm, I'm going to my sophomore year. He was like, thank God. Because if you're going to your senior year, I was about to say, you're done. done. <laughs> you're done. Like, that's how bad my first day was. But I just, but I think for me, because I knew nothing else in the world of offensive line, he was the first person to teach me offensive line. I think the baseline for the technique he taught compared to what a lot of other people taught, I think it helped launch me to a higher level because, I mean, I I love to learn the new things. I love to absorb the game. So for me, I stayed down there with him for like a week. And then from there, um, even throughout high school, he would come up to my games. He'd come up to my practices. Wow. I would go down to Atlanta three times. He comes up to Ohio State. I go down to him. So even throughout up to, to this pro day in the combine, we, we still work together all the time. So we, we've been going out together. Sorry, we've been working together since I was 15 years old up to, you know, I'm 21 now. So he's, he's been amazing in my development. That's awesome. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Willie Anderson, one of the best to have ever done it. we got to get him in the Hall of Fame. I know you're on board with that. <laughs> yeah, he has to be. Great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, Paris, thanks so much, man. We're looking forward to seeing what team you go to, and uh, we already know that you're doing great things on and off the field. Keep it up, my man. Tremendous. That's great. Cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> See you, man. Absolutely. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, look out, look out from the blind side. Tui Peloto got him down. Yeah, fight on. It is time for Next Gen Chats. We get to know as much as we possibly can about the next generation of superstar headed to the NFL. Our guest here at the table led the entire United States of America in sacks last season. Please welcome USC defensive lineman Tuli Tui Pilotu. There it is. I'm good, good. Just first time in New York, exploring the country, I guess. So, What do you think of New York City? Uh, the airport was crazy. I took like <laughs> uh-huh. uh, two, a two-hour drive to my agent house, but really it's like over 20 minutes. But mm. yeah. I mean, it was cool, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just looking around and mm. seeing Yeah, everything. you get off at JFK and it says seven miles to Manhattan, and you're like, why am I in a car for 90 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's yes. It's, it's yeah, just I'm like sure the 405. around yeah. LA is yeah, so still. much easier. <laughs> it's like the freeway. Yeah, well, you got all around the defense. Like, when you were playing at USC, you'd play interior, you'd play edge rusher. As you join that this this guy right here, the NFL, where do you think you'll set up? Where do you want to be? I mean, to be honest, I, I'm willing to play whatever whatever the team needs me to play. Um, I only say edge just because that's like most of my snaps in college was on the edge. Uh, most of the sacks came from the edge, so um, for sure edge, but I'm always willing to go inside for sure. Mm-hmm. We, we hear a lot about... You know, kids that grew up, you know, dad was a coach, brother played football. Your, your brother, Marlon, plays in the NFL. Your family is rooted in football. How helpful do you think that is, not only for you moving forward, but just in your whole football journey? What was that like being part of such a football family? Um, it's funny because, like, we, we, um, we didn't start playing football not so long ago. Like, we started around, around high school, yeah. early high school. We didn't have Pop Warner in Little League. So uh, we started high school, but... Um, yeah, man, having my brother, he paved the way, made everything easier, made the college process easier, um, made that, yeah, made everything easier, especially this uh, combine process and mm-hmm. like the draft process and all that. So, I mean, he's paved the way for me. Truly blessed to have him. And uh, yeah, shout out to Big Bro. Hell sure. yeah. Cool. Now, you've been taking team visits and stuff. He's with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you get a chance to maybe pop by his facility at all? Have you met with the Eagles yet? No, I haven't. I, I, I went to go see him. Oh, you did? You saw but I, didn't, I, I wasn't able to go to his Okay, so now you're in New York City. You're here on our show. And you're talking about your brother, but you also have a couple of cousins who still play in the NFL. And one of them is one of our favorite players, Telenoa Hufanga, a first team all pro yeah. safety for the 49ers. He was a USC guy. He goes second year, breakout season for the Niners. Did you see that coming? I mean, yeah, that's expected for sure. Mm. I mean, um, coming, coming, when he came out the, uh, came out of college, I was surprised how, how far he was, like, in the draft. Was but, it fifth round? Is that what Yeah, fifth at? round. But I, I knew in my head, like, yeah, he's going to prove everybody wrong. Uh, just his work ethic, uh, meeting him, and first time meeting him, like, when he was young in high school. Um, and he's athletic, crazy athletic, uh, freak. Uh, we always competitive, playing basketball together, all that stuff. So, uh, but for sure, expected. I mean, uh, he has a great support system behind him. All the people he trained with, uh, his family. So, can yeah. I ask when the Eagles, your brother, mm-hmm. play the 49ers, your cousin, who are you rooting for? Uh, neither. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, sure. Mm-hmm. for sure. Why? Yeah. Um, just because I, I mean, to be honest, I, didn't, I don't really have a team. Yeah. I, I used to be a Rams fan, just like when they first moved to, down yeah. to LA, but I didn't really have a team, so I. 
I just I support them. Yes. But, yeah. He likes the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. Hey, he's about to be drafted. It's a very good <laughs> answer right now. Yeah. Well, listen, we've touched on your heritage, mm-hmm. obviously the Polynesian heritage. You weren't didn't just lead the nation in sacks this year. You were the 2022 Polynesian Player of the Year. What did that mean to you, given kind of your your relatives and also all the Polynesian players that have gone to USC that you have followed in the footsteps of? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a true honor. Uh, when I went to Hawaii for the the banquet, it was crazy just meeting all those uh, Polynesian greats like who've done it before me. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to SC, that you uh, I knew all the Polynesian culture like before me, like Troy uh, Junior, Sal, and all them stuff, uh, all those people. So um, it was a truly an honor. Um, like whenever I step on a field, like I'm representing more than just myself. Like represent my family, my last name, uh, team logo, and especially the Polynesian culture. And um, I'm Tongan, so I'm always. Uh, Trying to put it on for the, the targets for sure. Like every time I get a sack, you see me throw up the tees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what it means. Like I a thought lot, it was for two, you know. Nah, a lot of people. You think did it that, when we introduced you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people think it's because it's for uh, my first name or last name or even Trojan. Uh-huh. But it's really for Tongan, just because like uh, my parents are from Tonga, so we just oh. I just want to put on for the culture and just. Do you See, have, now y'all know, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do you have, a, like, a, a, a dance? Like, do you have one of those? Yeah, like a haka and stuff. Yeah, and a like, haka. Do yeah. you have one of those? Yeah, we do, for sure. I mean, what? all the Polynesian all culture has what, their own. You want to show us some? I do not want to show you some. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is yours called? Um, like a sipitao. Sipitao? Yeah. Cool. And this is, I mean, that's the beginning of a pretty cool sack celebration in the yeah. NFL. Right now it's subtle, but, like, let's, we got to grow into it. we got to yeah. make it yeah. bigger. I mean, uh, Talano have been throwing it up, too, like, yeah. a little bit. You see him throw it up a little bit, he'd be like this. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to get, we try to make it worldwide. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, listen, you went worldwide at the Combine. Something <laughs> called the Slap Heard Round Indianapolis. That's let's roll the videotape. Uh, do we have the videotape? Yeah, so let's let's see. This is Thule at the Combine, and you're just oh. slapping. Now watch this. <laughs> bam, bam. The kid's head here. He gets it knocked in. Oh! oh didn't see it coming. Sorry. Should Get out of the way when Tuli's coming through. That's yeah. Funny. So we're going to take that. Did you enjoy the combine? All the players love the combine. They come in there and they're like, it's the best time I've ever had in my life. Did you? <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> you threw it. You yeah, threw it. For and sure. now it's yeah. time to find out your team, but it's also time to play a game. So we're going to take that slap. We're going to play a game, all and right. it's called Rap or Slap. All right? I'm going to try to dissect this for you. If you agree with it, with what we say, you say rap. If you're like, no, 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 you slap. Okay, here we go. Rap or Slap. Los Angeles, California is the greatest sports city in America. Rap. Rap! Make the case. Make the case? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean all the great teams over there, all the history behind all that yes. stuff. Everybody knows LA. It's easy. I shouldn't have even asked. Okay. Troy, me. Here's one. Troy Palomalu is the greatest Polynesian NFL player of all time. Rap or slap? Rap. Rap? rap. Okay. I'm new to the game, so that's like, your generation. Growing. That's who you look to. Do you know? Do you, have you gotten to meet Troy? You know? Yeah, Troy? I met him a couple yeah. Of times yeah. for sure through mm-hmm. through uh, Talano and my oh, D-line yeah, coach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure on there. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's the dude. Yeah, uh, LeBron James. Oh, now wow. we might know the answer to this. LeBron James is the NBA goat of all time, not Michael Jordan. Rapper slap. Slap. Oh, hey, let's go. Who's the goat? Huh? Who's the goat? Yeah, Kobe. Kobe! Okay. Oh, it's wow. fascinating. Goes Mamba. There's usually that third man in in that debate that says Kobe. Yeah, he's usually from Los Angeles, and he's, <laughs> he's wearing. Yeah, I well, that's why. Yeah. No, yeah, I respect I'm, it. Just a little biased, but mm-hmm. Kobe for sure. Mm. We like it. We like it. Put a Listen, rap on it. Phil Jackson was once asked if Kobe and Michael played one on one in their primes, what would happen? He said there'd be blood on the floor. That's all I can <laughs> tell you. That's a, a cool answer, man. Um, 
everything about you is cool. We yep. love that you're here. We love that you represent. We love you're about to make plays. Well, we, we got this. All this. Right, yeah. You know what? He's going to do it on the field this fall, and we're going to go gonna crazy. Do yeah. Yeah. Highlights. Yeah. We're going to go absolutely nuts. Uh, sure. Totally. It's awesome to meet you, man. Really yeah. good dude. Thank yeah. you for having me. Sure. Sure. Best of well luck. Done. Seriously, stay healthy, all right? Love Thank that sweatshirt. Cool. Thank you. And Draft this man. It's time for, once again, another round of Next Gen Chats, where uh, we get to know the prospects heading to the NFL uh, in four questions or less, or however long they want to take to tell their stories. Uh, as Will mentioned, it's a Michigan Wolverine. He led the team in sacks last season. Please welcome Michigan edge rusher Mike Morris. What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? Yeah. Good to see you, man. Um, Mike, I'm supposed to ask you how playing for Jim Harbaugh is an invaluable piece of uh, information and tools that he gave you to play the next level. He's an interesting character, and uh, I just want to know what's it like to be around Jim Harbaugh day in and day out as a head coach. Uh, it's just constant, um, constant, uh, just mentally preparing us for anything and everything that we're going to face at this next level. And uh, everything that he just preaches to us, everything that he talks to us about is just us just reaching the heights that we want to reach and him like holding us to that standard each and every day. Like everyone says he has unorthodox ways of coaching, but everything that he does is like for the love uh, for the love and betterment of us and us and us successfully as a team. So I have none but I have none but much and great love for Coach Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mike, we can already tell you're prepared. You're ready for the NFL. You, you were ready for it all season long, and you got a chance to learn last year uh, from Aiden Hutchinson, who obviously had an incredible start to his NFL season as a rookie. Um, I'm sure it was different for you watching him on Sundays. What did you learn from him while you were down there in Michigan? Um, I just learned what he, uh, how he approached the game and how he approached everything, approached like nutrition, approached film, approached uh, preparation approach just everything all the little things that it took to be successful and it's no it's no surprise to me that he he is who he is in the nfl like he had what three interceptions nine sacks as a rookie it's like rookie of the year like it's no surprise because i just know that i just i saw it firsthand before it was even shown to everybody else your sister, Mimi, was a college basketball player at Georgetown and Boston College, mm -hmm. and then she made history becoming the first ever graduate assistant at a Big Ten football program, joining you guys at Michigan. What's it like playing for the Michigan Wolverines and then looking over to the sidelines, and there's your sister on staff? Uh, man, I'm so proud. Like, I feel like all of my accomplishments are, are great. Like, I did so such amazing things. We did such amazing things as a team, but... Just look on the sidelines, see my sister there. You know, I pray with my sister before every game. Every time I make a play, uh, I come to the sideline. My teammates are like, bro, you should have seen Milan. Like, she was cheering for you. And it's like, it's like, yeah, like, like I'm showing out. I'm showing out in front of in front of the crowd, but, like, I'm really showing out for my sister because she's right there, right there on the sideline with me. So That's it's just it's amazing. That's really, really cool, yeah. man. I love that. Mm -hmm. Like We're all sitting here smiling. It's an awesome, awesome story. You have a great vibe about you, man. You're very positive, constructive. You're the kind of guy people want to be around. I ask you this because I'm going to go back to Aiden Hutchinson. Last year, we saw him on HBO. He's in front of the entire Lions team. He's doing Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, and he just killed it, slayed it. So let me ask you. You get drafted. No, I don't, we don't know what team it's going to be yet, but they say, all right, rookie talent show, get in front of the team, sing a song, do a dance, what song are you going with, and how are you going to pull that off? Because Hutchinson's a tough know. act to follow. I don't know. That's a what do you got? That's a like 
I need I need like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday <laughs> is like rehearsal, like the final rehearsal, and then Saturday is like the game day. <laughs> this is good. So I just yep, need like yep. to prepare. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I need like plans set up. So I just know on Saturday, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to make sure I kill it. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Go I don't know, like, but it's gonna. I wanna. Yeah. I wanted to be. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna just like just do anything randomly. Like I'm gonna. It's gonna be <laughs> well set up. I love this. Guy. Might have a I costume, or, uh, a whole, uh-huh. 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 a whole orchestra uh-huh. behind it. Like we gonna set it up. An it's not gonna be just regular. It's not gonna be regular. This guy's the best, Mike. I I would think. Look. Everybody loves Michael Jackson's music. Maybe you take it and make a sequel and you do like a beat it or don't stop till you get enough. Like, because they'll go nuts for that. And if you could do the one glove, if you wanted, like for the costume, you could do it all. They could. I could do that. But also, I don't want it to be like, I feel like the Michael Jackson thing was Aiden's thing. So I'm going to let him have it's that. It's done. I'm, I'm with it. It's maybe, been maybe done. I'll do like, maybe I'll do like Prince. Maybe I'll do Purple Rain. Okay. Like yep. Here we go. <laughs> Here we Maybe go. I'll do the Janet Jackson. I like it. The like Rhythm it. Nation. Yeah. 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 Got the Harbaugh, Harbaugh preparation already, man. I know. All set. Mike, I love we it. appreciate you. And you know what? You said it on TV now. You said it on Good Morning Football. We will be watching for this rookie mm. performance of yours. No matter where you go, you have a fan in us. That's the man. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.